Hi, listeners. Welcome back to the Absolutely ADHD Podcast. Hi, everyone. Hi, Alana. Hi, Sam. How are you? I'm okay. You're okay. I know. I feel bad. We're recording on a day where Sam just got back from working all day because this is like the only time that our schedule lines up. So I feel bad. No, don't feel bad. I mean, like, literally, we say, I say this to you a lot. It's kind of like working out, like, you are has like not hesitant, but you're just kind of like dragging your feet before. But then when yeah. you get done with it, you're so happy that you did it. Yeah. No, Which always. Very and much how I feel all the yeah. time. No, I like doing this. I like recording. You guys should hear us when we are getting, like, setting up the software, our microphone, our, like, computer. (laughs) We're the most non-technical people that you'll ever meet. Yeah, we can see our audio waves in the, like, recording application that we use. And Alana always goes, do you see your lines? I see my lines. Because they look like, you know, like, they're audio waves and they are little lines. (laughs) And I'm like, that's definitely not what the name is, but I don't know what the name is. Or when we're like trying to make sure that our microphones are on the same level as each other's, we'll be like, okay, is your knob facing upwards or downwards? We have no idea what any of the symbols mean either. So we don't, we, we're like, but, we're just using this function. I hope it's no, the same as yours. If we knew everything about everything, that would just be like unfair to everyone else. It would, would be... We'd be too, too perfect. Too intelligent, too funny, too, you know, pretty, too, we have our stuff together all the time, you know, it just like wouldn't be fair. (laughs) Too pretty. Today, we both decided that we're not going to be posting a video of this episode because we both look not our best. Not my best. Well, I think, actually, I think you always look cute. So you look cute. But the content, it'll it'll be great. I mean, I think sometimes... There's definitely days when I want to like put my face out there. And then sometimes there's just days when I like still want to do this, but it I don't want to like have to worry about like what my facial expressions are like or if we're making eye contact or where I'm looking or whatever. So yeah, no, that's a good point. Actually, we I don't even think we told you guys, but I'll give you some background. We tried to do YouTube for a little bit um, and then we both found that at least for me, I was focusing on the wrong things. Like I was, if I hated how I looked or something, then I would just hate the whole episode. And it was really taking away from being able to just lean into the podcast platform and like do it without worrying about what we look like. And so we decided to scrap that because it was just making it a lot harder for us, you know? And it was hard because like regard, and also like it takes you out of the moment of like, you know, I think part of the reason I love doing this so much is because it's a really authentic, genuine conversation with my best friend about these things that like, make me really anxious and make me really insecure. And then adding filming on top of that. I don't know how people who do like YouTube all the time or just other forms of that. Like, I mean, it is even difficult on social media. That's it's just really hard to show up a lot of times when you're just not in the mood to look at your face. And so I'm glad that we decided to move on like without doing it. Cause I think it's just better for both of us. I remember when you were first starting your business a little over a year mm-hmm. ago, like one of the biggest difficulties and like hurdles for you to cross was social media posting. Like remember how just like scary that was. And yeah, I don't know. So I just don't think that that's something that I could do. 
Yeah. No, especially with this type of stuff too. This actually goes into what we're talking about perfectly because like you said, we want to be able to just have this conversation in a way that feels good for us. And sometimes that looks like us fidgeting. That looks like us not making eye contact, you know, and it is difficult to try and focus on all those things while we're trying to have this conversation, which brings us into this topic of, I don't know how we have not done an episode on masking. I feel like masking has become super, super popular, like very hot button thing to talk about. But just in the last couple of months, like it's been popping up a lot on my social media pages. I think it's a, it's a TikTok trend right now because the TikTok trend is like, it's essentially like trying to match your facial expressions with what's going on around you. And I think that's probably why I got so good at reading body language because I'm really just trying to match my body language to someone else's because if I express my body language and my facial expressions, how it's easy and comfortable for me, I would be scowling all the time because that's just how my face rests. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Resting you know? face. 100%. I would probably, people would think I'm terrible. Like yeah. I'm a horrible, mean person. And I just, just like my first- face. When we first discussed this topic, this podcast topic, I, you know, and I'll say this to the listeners also, because like, I always want to be authentic with you guys. I don't quite, is that what masking is? Like, I, I could definitely Google it and I know that I could, and I think that's what it is, but like, can you basically like, just explain to me what it is so that I know? Yes. So in simple terms, pretty much what ADHD masking is, is acting in a way where we're hiding that we have ADHD, we're trying to cover it up and we're trying to make it appear like we aren't living every day with ADHD. But the one thing I want to say here, this is like the most important thing. This can be subconscious and conscious. Like we do this, not all, it's not like we're saying, okay, I'm going to act this way and hide this symptom. Sometimes it's simply what we've done for years and years of trying to be adults with ADHD. And so eventually we just learn, okay, well, we have to act this certain way or we have to act this way. One of the most common examples of this that I know everyone listening is probably going to be like, oh my gosh, this is me. Cause Sam, tell me how much we both probably do this. It's when someone's talking to you and we are either zoned out, trying not to zone out. How good have we gotten at pretending like we are taking in every single word that they're saying? I am literally not kidding you. This happened to me two days ago. I have gotten so good at laughing at the right times and saying yes or saying no. And I have no idea what the person just said. I have just gotten lucky every time, except for one time that happened two days ago when I met someone in the park when I was walking my dog, talking to this guy. And we were have we were like joking about something with surfing. I don't like remember what it was, but he made a joke and I was like, haha, yeah. You know, and he was like, Wow, that clearly just like you did not process what I just said. <laughs> I was like, I didn't. I'm sorry, but don't say it again. Like, don't make me reprocess it. Let's just move on. It's funny that he was able to read that about you. Um I was like mortified. No, that's like, honestly, that's good vibes for me. Cause I'm like, okay, you kind of get it. But me and you, I feel like in most situations, the person wouldn't notice, but me and you definitely notice when we're doing that. Like we'll be on the phone, especially if this happens at night or something. And I do this all the time. We do it all the time. 
I'll say something and the other person will just be like, yeah, or it, make it whatever we say. It's very clear that they, we totally just didn't process it and it, we're probably tired. Yeah. You know? And then at that point, if it happens once, then we're kind of okay. Like I'm always okay. But if it happens yeah. once, I'll continue on. But if it, if either of us do, we're, you're so good at this. And I feel like I'm pretty good at this too. If I do it a couple of times in a row, you're like, let's just talk tomorrow. Like, we know, we know when it's gone too far. There's no coming back. I'm clearly not in the right headspace to be talking to anyone. I know. And it's that's, like, that's we'll be like, we'll be like, we're, we're definitely waiting like five seconds in between response time. Like, we should just get, try again tomorrow. And the response is not a good response. It's like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> exactly but that's just I had to give that example because I feel like that that first thing like being able to pretend like we're engaged pretend like we're listening we get so good at that and this goes back to a huge reason so masking is one of the main reasons why women and girls with ADHD are so missed or misdiagnosed just the expectations that's on girls especially from a young age and girls are a little bit better at hiding whatever stuff is going on and just dealing with it internally so that we don't, you know, seem like we're interrupting anything or we don't seem like a bother or that we don't take up space, all these things. Like we don't want to show that we're struggling with something, whatever it is. So masking is like one of the main reasons why specifically for women and girls, ADHD is so underdiagnosed. Well, yeah. And you definitely don't want to like create waves or like draw attention to yourself. And I think even you're so right. I just never want to take up space or draw attention away from what's important, you know, from, the, from such a young age, you know, from such a young age or been, a, well, I've only been a part of one podcast, but this is the third time Welcome. this week, yeah, that this topic has come up in a podcast, which is like, I didn't quite realize how much stuff I was taught from such a young age, mm-hmm. you know, like, don't talk too loud. Don't pick your nails. Um, sit up straight. Um, you know, my body type has never been something that's been celebrated over social media or pop culture, you know, stuff like that. So I don't know. I think it can be like really, really, really lonely, you know? And learning about this stuff as an adult, like when I started kind of connecting the dots of like, oh, this is why I always made myself smaller, literally and figuratively. I think learning about this stuff as an adult is therapeutic. It's like healing kind of. Okay. I think that this is so interesting. Like, I'm sorry, I cut you off, but like I was thinking this while you were talking and I was like, this is a really good thing to bring up because I was reading your post on your business Instagram that was like talking about symptoms of ADHD rage came up a lot. Like I was reading through the comments and I, you said it's therapeutic. Learning about this stuff as an adult, it infuriates me. I feel like gypped, I guess. I, I know that me picking at my cuticles, which anyone who knows me knows that that's like a huge, huge issue I struggle with. And my biting my nails was like, it's not good and it's not healthy. But like, I feel like everyone in my life thinks that I do it because I'm dumb or I don't realize what I'm doing. Like my mom is always like, you know, that's disgusting. Like, don't do that in front of me. And it's like, I don't even know I'm doing it, you know? And maybe if 
And I always, I don't know. I always thought like, that's a habit I should be able to break. Why can't I break it? As I'm talking about it, I'm actively picking my cuticles. Uh, like it makes me feel really stupid that I can do hard things, but I can't stop biting my nails. And now learning that maybe that's connected to like all of these really complex, you know, ADHD and mental health things. Like I just get so angry. Mm-hmm. That's so valid. And I think it's like, there's stages to all of this. And there's definitely, I know you're totally not alone in like feeling that frustration. I know a lot of people, so I was diagnosed pretty, pretty early, but a lot of people that I talked to that were diagnosed a little bit later in life, talk about this feeling of like this lost time. Like, how did I go this long without knowing this? And so I can, I can totally see that, you know, it's hard because obviously there's certain things where in public, like obviously we have societal expectations, whether it's a good, a good thing or not, you know, you know, I've also like, I bit my nails for years forever. And I finally like broke the habit. It took me a long time, but the motivation behind changing that had nothing to do with me or my happiness. It was literally because I didn't want when other people look at me in professional settings, I don't want them to think that I'm insecure. Like that's so like, that's so not for me. That's what, how they're perceiving me, you know? If I were to like, I need to, honestly, that's a ha- I'm really committed to breaking that habit and I don't look like it to everyone around me. But like, I do think about it quite a lot. When I break that habit, do you want to know why I'm going to do it? Persona. So that my mom stops bugging me about it. Not because I want to and not because I know that it's healthy, even though both of those things are true. My primary motivation, though, is I just want everyone to leave me alone. You know, like I was even I was like kind of seeing this guy and this isn't recently. And he like we were in an Uber or something and he like helped like I was picking at my nails, just like not out of nervous. I just like was doing it. And he like grabbed my hands and it infuriated me because I was like, you are telling me like don't point this out you think I'm not aware of it this is not your jurisdiction to tell me how to not fidget and not to pick my nails you are not my mother and it like hit me in such a weird place where I was like I'm so sick and tired of everyone telling me what I should and shouldn't do just in general and with this nail thing I feel like I'm just tired of it you know yeah so it just like sucks you know, and whatever helps kick the habit, I guess. It's not a good habit to have. It's not, you know, like, oh, I'm addicted to eating too many fruits and vegetables, you know. <laughs> not like a good thing to have. But I totally know what you mean where it's like sometimes kicking these habits don't really – they don't come – the motivation doesn't come from where it should come from, even if it right. accomplishes the the goal. Exactly. Yeah, no, I'm doing it because of – other people or expectations from other people. Another really common example of this is practicing conversations, like preparing them in your head before you say it to someone else so that you don't, or like saying something else out loud, you know? Um, I know this is super common, like back in elementary school, you know, when you would do like popcorn reading and like everyone would have to read how many of us sat there and counted how many like parts we were away from our part. We practiced our part so that when we were reading it, we weren't stumbling over our words, you know? Yeah. I mean, I like, for some reason, public speaking has only really started to affect me more in my adulthood. I get an aggressive type of nerves that I kind of like, don't really know where it comes from. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like such an adrenaline, but not in a good way that like, it's incredibly difficult for me. But 
I mean, I used to like go over my section and find the words that were really difficult to pronounce yeah. and then, like listen as other and then find a section before where that word was pronounced so that I could pay extra attention. I mean, I don't know. And I, I don't know. I mean, I wonder always if ADHD were less taboo, which it is a lot less taboo than when we were in elementary and middle school. But I do wonder if it were like a more accepted, widely studied thing, if they would do away with a lot of those things like popcorn reading. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know that really would have done wonders for my mental health honestly, as a child. But it's interesting because we have made so much progress. Like it is more known and more talked about and everything. But there's still like, it still sucks so much. But I think of like, when I see things online about teachers talking about like sensory needs and how if a student might do better sitting on the floor, like all those things, it makes me so happy because I'm like, that is exactly what I needed. And obviously there's a long, there's still a long way to go, but it's, it's interesting to see the the shift. Yeah. Another thing that I want to bring up remasking, which I'm curious to know your opinion about is do you ever feel like because you've gotten so good at reading people's body language to know how you're supposed to react to things that I always wonder if maybe like I'm not showing up to any situation as myself? This is another thing that is so common. I've read about this on a lot of like ADHD things and it is related to masking. But like when people are dating different people, they turn into kind of, you know, that person or they they like the things that they like and then and this is one of the reasons why I kind of wanted to talk about masking in the first place is that like I'm not gonna sit here and say never mask like we all have different situations and we all have you know different sometimes it is for self-preservation you know like exactly yeah like sometimes it really is to to get a means to an end you know Mm -hmm. right but a huge downside to it well the two is one it's exhausting and like our our brains are already trying to do so much to manage all the things we have to do, let alone when we're sitting there also trying to process, how do I do this thing without making it look like I'm struggling with this? Like we go through these yeah. like mental hoops to like make things work or to do this extra work to hide it. But then the other thing is like, it's, we're losing a part of our sense of self, you know? Yeah. Like sometimes there are days where I'm like, I don't even know who I am. Like if I were to hypothetically show up authentically, like what would that even look like like I don't even well my parents honestly I used to be the type of kid where they always tease me about this I would like we would go to dinner when I was like I'm talking like five six seven years old and I would go around asking the waitresses if I can help them like I just had this unbridled sense of confidence and my parents are like where did that go like not in a condescending way like they know I grew up but I always like I genuinely think sometimes the last time I was myself was when I was in like elementary school like I don't even remember and there are times when I'm like oh I am showing up as myself right now I feel super comfortable you know and I just like I don't know like I think moving to a new city and having a new job and like trying to it forces you to kind of reinvent and reevaluate who you are and I you know in this phase of my life right now I don't remember the last time that I had a long stretch of feeling very, very comfortable in my body and like who I am. Well, it's so difficult when you have, when you are kind of starting over, like meeting new friends, like new social settings, all this stuff. Like now I think about, you know, 
who am I able to to truly be myself with? And it's like a select few, including you. And it's like these relationships or these friendships took years, like years to get to where we are now. And I, I love that I have that place to feel comfortable and to be myself and to say like, I, like at the end of the day, if I'm like, just truly, I have no mental energy. I can be so honest with the people in my we life. and on the phone for five seconds without saying anything before <laughs> one of us puts the other out of their misery. And is like, well, let's <laughs> do this tomorrow. I think exactly. I read this tweet the other day that honestly, like has, do you go, do you ever read something and you're like, this is going to be impactful. I just like need to think about it for a couple more days or honestly, mm-hmm. like a couple more months. More time to process it. Yeah. yeah I need like to figure out what this means. But like I read this tweet that was like, when you don't show up as who you are, you are not giving, this is butchered, okay? But it's basically like when you don't show up as who you actually are, you are not giving the people who are going to love you a chance to find you. You know, Mm -hmm. like I feel this a lot, you know, trying to get into a friend group or like make friends or even date or whatever it is that the more... I try and mold myself to like what this version I think I should be or the person in front of me, what I think they want. Like I'm not really giving my people a chance to come into my life. Like the people who are going to like me. So I don't know. That seems like such a simple thought. Like, yeah, duh. If you don't show up as yourself, then you're never going to attract the people who like you for you. But I don't know. Like that feels like so complex And it's not an insecurity thing. I mean, I think a little bit of it is an insecurity thing, but Mm -hmm. it goes a lot deeper than that, you know, which is where I think like masking comes in and, you know, self-preservation by emulating people's body language to feel safe in a situation. And, you know, doing everything we can, like doing all this people pleasing to make sure that the people around us or the person that we're with is comfortable that it's like, are we even attending to our own needs or how we feel, you know, like we said, like there are situations where we're doing it for ourselves and it's like, okay, that's fine. But we do want to be able to make sure like, or at least check in with ourselves every once in a while. Like, are we honoring like our true self and everything? And, um, you know, you brought up my, uh, Instagram post that Sam mentioned was like, what's a part of ADHD that we don't talk about enough. And pretty much the comment section, you guys, I can't explain to you. If you've ever not feel seen in your ADHD, go to that comment section. I will put that literal post in the description notes because that one post, the comments are just the most, it's just the things that people struggle with that we don't talk about enough with ADHD. And didn't you see, I think it is so heartwarming, especially on your post, partly because I have like a personal connection to it. But when people tag other people, it just makes me feel so like, silly for thinking I was going through this alone I guess I know you know like in a really good way yeah Yeah. if you ever feel like desperately alone in this and you don't have like you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to or even you might have people to talk to but you just don't feel like explaining everything Mm -hmm. go to that comment section and read what people are saying I mean they went off it was crazy nice if you don't want to feel alone but that's a huge thing is like knowing you have places where you can be yourself you can feel comfortable and not and like it is safe to be yourself and not feel judged or anything like that and I know a lot of that stuff is easier said than done but um 
it is important to kind of think about because we really can just so much of this, it will cause us to burn out. It just takes a lot of extra mental energy to constantly try and be hiding the things that we're struggling with. It's a double-edged sword. You decide to show up authentically and to be who you are and let your face express itself how it may. And sometimes people get insulted or sometimes the feelings don't work out the way that you thought that they would. Or there is your Sam is actively trying to fight away a bug that's just oh flying God, around. That's terrifying. If you guys could see my face, it was pure horror. But Aww. you know, and then you decide to self-preserve and maybe, you know, mask a little bit more. And then you're like, well, I'm not myself. So mm-hmm. whatever interaction is happening right now isn't going to be authentic. I mean, how do you win? You totally. Can't. Another way that this shows up for me is like wanting to sit in these different positions or wanting to change my yeah. position that I'm sitting in like 10 times in a conversation. People think that I'm bored or yes. I'm not paying attention or I know. it's rude. And I'm like, this has nothing to do with you. I know. I, um, this is, I used to, or I still kind of do this, but it's a sensory thing. Like, do you guys ever rub your feet together? Uh, like, yeah, like a little cricket. <laughs> exactly. Um, I remember I was in some, I was on some trip for the group setting, but I didn't really know the people this much. That bleh, I did not know the people very well. And I was doing that like with my feet because I just didn't care. I was like, I don't care. I'm going to do whatever. It is, and what it, is. it is what it is. And this guy just looks at me and he was like, why are you doing that? <laughs> I'm like, all right. All so, right. Uh, I'm done here. I know. I'm like, what? I don't know what I expected, but that was annoying. So just something to be aware of. If you guys want to learn more about masking and what that looks like for ADHDers, I'll put a few links in the description notes like I always do. But yeah, just something to be aware of to, you know, protect our ourselves and prioritize our mental health. Yeah. And just like also to understand who you are better. You know, like none of these, I think a lot of the topics that we do talk about, like there's a clear, like, this is negative and this is how we should fix it. Or here's some ways to combat this type of stuff. But I think with masking and, you know, things like this, it's kind of like the more that you can understand why you're reacting to things, the more that you can control your ADHD instead of letting your ADHD control you. So I think it's just, you know, this type of topic is more of like a knowledge is power type of thing instead of a, this is bad and here's how you fix it type of thing. Definitely. Because it's not. And a lot of times, like if we feel the need to fidget or something like that, there's something in it, like we need to fidget, you know? But yeah, so what is your, you're going home this weekend, aren't you? No, I'm going to visit my brother in Denver for the first time. Oh, fun. I didn't realize that's where you were going. I'm really excited. And I'm going to see Ginge, my friend from college. So fun. Tell her I love her. I know. She misses you a lot. It's so funny. Alana came to visit me a couple times in college and I, her, and we kind of like, I'm friends with her friends and she's friends with my friends. And it just like really warms my heart that, you know, my favorite people know each other. I know. I know. I love it. It's kind of like... I was just going to say, I love when I ask you about Amy and I know who Amy is. I'm, I know I'm going to see Amy this weekend, actually. You are? Yeah, I'm going to go to Richmond. Oh my God. Fun. Yeah, so that'll, that'll be fun. I know, but that's the thing. Don't you, um, last thing, don't you love when you just trust someone so much that you know anyone that they like, you're going to like them yes. too? 
That is like exactly how I feel about you. That's exactly how I feel about you. Okay. Well, um, have a really good time. And I'm really happy that we talked about this. This was deeply cathartic. Yeah, this was good. And I hope everybody has a great rest of their week and we will talk to you next week. Yes. Bye everyone. Have a good one. Bye guys. As always, thank you guys so much for joining us for this week's episode. You can find me on Instagram at Coaching by Alana, and you can find the podcast on Instagram at absolutely.adhd. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, write us a review so we can help share this information with more of you. As always, thank you so much for the support, and we will talk to you next week.